Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Independent online marketers have been using a secret for years that most big companies ignore. This secret should be common sense. However, even after hearing it, most people will still ignore it. Today, I'll share why companies should use NFTs to launch products, but especially a software product. And for starters, when I say software, I mean anything such as desktop apps, mobile application, or a web app. I'm just going to group everything as software. So for illustration, I'm just going to use something that we can all relate to and appreciate, an alternative to Discord. Right off the bat, I know a lot of people should say, oh, thank God, I can't believe that is not out there yet. That is popular. That should be something that everyone's trying to do. But before I even get to all that, which one of these sounds better? Spending 18 months developing and building this and then putting it out to market to see if people are actually willing to use it and pay for the features to keep that software growing or B, build it after it is already sold and you have customers for it already. 90 plus percent of people will say the first one simply because the latter seems unethical. Well, how can you possibly sell something that is not already built? Well, for starters, I'm gonna tell you the way you do that is by clear communication. Letting them know upfront that, look, this software is an idea that we're playing with. This is what we're planning to build. However, it's going to take six, seven, eight months, 18 months, whatever it might be to actually roll out V1. But letting the people know upfront that that is what they're purchasing is the key to the whole thing of it being ethical or unethical. And this is not anything new. This is actually something that we're very familiar with. The two things that I'm going to just throw out there really quick that basically everyone should be able to understand. Number one, if you're buying a house in a new development, you're going to basically buy that house off of a blueprint or a picture, or you look at the model house and then you're committing some money down and then they're going to build that. So that is pre-selling. The other one that is much more common even if you don't own a house, is education, and in particular, college. In many cases, you're paying $100,000, $200,000 for a promise. The benefits that are being communicated is a better career, more money down the line. However, when you're cutting that check or going to that school, you technically don't even know the quality of the education. Sure, you have some ratings and reviews and so forth, but you really don't know if you're going to have good professors, good education, if you're going to be desired on the job market based on the performance of what you're learning and being able to apply to your career and so forth, but you're paying for it upfront. Whether or not you get that good career, make a fortune or whatever, guess what? That money is already spent. But going back to this whole thing, in the case of software, so for example, this whole Discord thing, or not even necessarily Discord, but I just use that as an example that people should be like, yes, I can't wait for an alternative to Discord. But whatever software it is, usually how it is pre-sold is by giving a discount upfront. And in fact, there's an entire business built off of these pre-built softwares that are giving discounts, and it's called AppSumo. Usually you get a lifetime deal for a basic version of some sort of software that they're going to build out over time, but as a lifetime member, you are locked in for all the features coming down the line. Now, when these products or these softwares are launched, they have an MVP, minimum viable product, and that's just really what's put out there with the demo, explaining exactly what can be done. However, when someone logs into these things or actually tests it out, it is very limited. It's basically just the user interface, meaning that they can see how the software is laid out, how it looks. However, the functionality for the most part is something that is promising for the future and upfront on day one when this purchase is made, those functions are not even there. But with the pre-sale, it does a few things. Number one, 
It's going to validate the idea. As I said, which one is better? Would you rather build for 18 months, spending money, resources, or whatever, or to sell it upfront? Well, if you sell it upfront, you're validating the idea. And that is something that independent marketers do all the time online, whether it is a course, a product, or anything of that nature, try to sell it and then build it. This can actually even work with something like a book or a journal or any kind of physical product in itself too. And you can see this in forums of Kickstarter and other crowdfunding platforms like that because what they're actually doing is getting that money upfront, but more so important than getting the money upfront, it's testing to see if there's a market for a particular thing. Before they invest a fortune into it and all the time, Getting that validation upfront is key. But also, as I said, you're getting that money upfront, so you're pre-funding the development. So whether you're building the product or programming the software, you have that lifeline of funds to either hire team members, get better materials, or maybe take off from the day job in order to invest into it. So there's a lot of ideas for that. So this is not just for big companies. This really works for independent people as well. But for whatever reason, Big companies just do not use it. You normally see these one-man teams or one-woman teams, solopreneurs, as they're called, that are doing this. However, you hear about the big, massive companies that are spending millions and billions of dollars into certain things that doesn't sell once it hits the market. And using this whole NFT space, look what Coinbase did with their NFT marketplace. And that's just an example because I know that is not really a software, something that they were selling. But here's something that they put a lot of money into building, a lot of money into marketing, and no one's using it. Now, think of it in the sense that that was an app or a platform that was really a membership-based thing. Well, that would have been a complete disaster. Well, it still is a complete disaster. However, they would might have been budgeting and predicting monthly income, and they end up getting nothing from it. So time and funds are not wasted. And in this space, we often talk about just having that core base, those people that are ride or die with the community or with the NFT. Well, as far as businesses go in Web2 and before that even, just understanding that 1,000 people at $100 a month or 1,000 people that are willing to spend 1,000 equals a million dollars. So in the case of software, that'd be more of the $100 per month. So that's $1.2 million in theory. That is the revenue that is coming in. And the beautiful thing with software is that there are very high margins. So it, all it really takes is 1,000 people to have a sustaining business with software or anything with a subscription model. Now, offering that lifetime deal, that discount upfront is something that is just beneficial on both sides because as a developer, you're getting all those things I spoke about, but also going forward, the person that is buying it doesn't have those monthly payments or annual payments, whatever it might be. And how I actually even thought of this episode is something that I was brainstorming for Hoodlum Society. Of course, I'm on the team. I speak about that project all the time, but giving you a little behind the scenes and how I ended up with this topic for this particular episode is because I have an idea to roll out some education. I'm trying to figure out how to token gate it. And I know there's different platforms and I've even mentioned many times I'm a member or a holder, I should say, of Crypto Tech Women. They have an educational platform as well. But I'm thinking of a simplified version that is better than just having everything thrown into Discord. Yes, I could do that. But because, again, I'm not a fan of Discord, I wanted the experience to be the best. And even if I do end up putting it on Discord as well, having an option where someone can go to a website and just log in that way and use those things, but also have it be token gated would be 
the best of both worlds. So I was thinking, okay, what kind of platform is out there? I was looking at all these different course platforms and all these different login portals and all these different things. And I was like, ah, a lot of these that are already existed that are just awesome, they just don't have that functionality. And it would have to be custom coded and all sorts of different things would have to go into that. So I started to look for Web3 solutions and I stumbled on something called Builder. Now, Builder, B-I-L-D-R.com did exactly that. They have a beta software out right now and it is token gated. And the way they're doing that, they're selling it for 0.16 ETH, which gives you lifetime access to Builder Pro features. And a lot of those things that I was said I was trying to do as far as token gating information and so forth, you can actually do that with this. You're building it and it gives you a whole bunch of tool sets that you can pull from in order to speed up the development and you can token gate it. So when I was looking at this, I said, okay, 0.16 ETH, that is what it is to get into it. Well, how does that compare to just getting a subscription? Although this is in beta, they have a freemium version, meaning it starts off with free and then there's paid level. So with the freemium version, you can actually just test out the usability. You can go in there, mess around with all the tools and what have you, but you can't make it live. You can't put it out there for the public to start using this. But then the starter pack or the starter subscription is $9 a month. And that is a discount because this is a beta version. This is really before the final version launches or the pro version is $29 a month. Now at 0.16 ETH, that's lifetime access to the pro version and everything that comes in the future as far as whatever features they build onto it. There's no more subscriptions, no additional fees that are related to this down the line, locked in at lifetime. So as far as how that compares to the $9, that's 26 months, it would actually take to break even or how it compares to the $29 one, which is the pro. And that's actually what you're paying for. You get the pro features that breaks even at eight months. So if you're someone who is possibly looking at this as a buyer, you're thinking, well, if I do use this platform, I plan to be on it for more than eight months. Well, in theory, at the price of ETH right now, that is $240. And that's how I got those 26 months and eight months. If you have a long-term play going right here, it actually makes more sense to get that 0.6 ETH lifetime membership. You don't have to pay any more. So that is just an option or just an idea of one program that I found that actually is building using this method and everything that I was speaking about to do such things. And what we were seeing last year was a horrible version of this. What we were seeing was NFT projects launching with these roadmaps and basically, yes, they were getting the money up front. So it looks like, yes, this is a pre-funded thing and they're just previewing the art and so forth, but that is actually not a business model and that, pre that preview of the art is not an MVP, minimum viable product, because there is no product. There is no money stream. There is no other source of revenue or any service. Nothing is being solved with this except that they were looking at it as the mint and the resale. That was the mission. Now, granted, they're going to say there's other things incorporated with it, and they were planning to get video games, movies, build out the metaverse, and land on Mars, all sorts of things. I mean, they could go literally anywhere with it. But as far as actual business model, how they're going to do all this, how they're going to accomplish this, other than giving away Lamborghinis and such, that was what a lot of the projects were lacking last year. And going forward now, we're seeing a lot of projects do things the more practical way and more sounds like how these software companies actually launch their thing. But going back to this whole thing, what do you think about that? Actually launching with a sale first, then building? Do you think that is unethical? Do you think that is a great way of doing it? Love to hear your thoughts on that. Please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. As usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. Until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.